Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. This is Mike Siegel. I want to thank you all for listening to this a very special episode with a travel expert, Johnny Jett um, from johnnyjett.com. I had never met him before, but I came across his website. Uh, he's all over the internet, and he has a, a travel channel show. And uh, I admired what he's done in, in turning his uh, passion to travel into uh, a living, and uh, I'm very envious, <laughs> so I wanted to meet the guy, and he was nice enough to meet with me, and uh, we had a great chat, so I hope you enjoy it. If you want to write me, it's mike at TravelTalesPodcast.com. The website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at TravelTalesPod, and uh, we are on iTunes. You can find us, Travel Tales Podcast, on iTunes, where you can subscribe for free. And while you're on iTunes, hey, I know I say this every week, but why don't you give us a nice rating? That's always a good thing. It helps people find the show and uh, boosts our presence, and that's always a good thing. So I never ask you for anything except that. So if you're going to do anything for me, why not give us a good rating on iTunes? One last thing, if you have been to Panama and you have any tips for me, I'm going over the Christmas break and would love to hear any recommendations, any tips on activities, and so forth. You can write me at mike at traveltalespodcast.com. And I know in the new year, I will have many things to say about Panama, so I'm looking forward to that. Now, let's get right to the interview with Johnny Jett. Enjoy. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Johnny Jett. How are you, Johnny? I'm doing well. Thanks for can having I call, me. Can I, is Johnny too informal? Can I call you Mr. Jett? What, uh, what, is, gonna, what is proper? Mr. Jett's fine. Mr. Jett's good? <laughs> I like kidding. that. That's an I, awesome name. Not too many people call me Mr. Jett. <laughs> um, Except the bill collectors. <laughs> let me, um, I should tell people how I came across you. I came across your website and... Uh, I want as, to know how you found me. Yeah, as someone, I don't remember how. I think I was just looking at uh, travel websites because it's my favorite thing to do. Travel and, porn, yeah, travel porn. Okay, that usually comes up. Your number one, one travel right. porn, Johnny Jet, all nude. <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, you came up and uh, I saw your site and I was just really impressed how about someone who like myself likes to travel a lot and uh, kind of turned it into your life's work. And I'm still figuring out a way to do just that. Um, I've been busy here shooting TV. That's what I've been doing. But uh, so then you disguise it as a radio show. Then I give you all my secrets. And <laughs> not then, even radio. And then podcast. you're going to be the next Johnny Jet. Yeah, uh, why not? <laughs> um, why don't we start at the beginning? And uh, how did you get into this? Where are you from? And what made you want to do this? Well, it's a long story. Well, give I, me the short version. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut. Okay. We never really traveled much. You know, we'd maybe do a, a couple road trips. I think I flew five times before graduating high school me too i think less than that i remember i still remember my first one i think it was about seven yeah i was four or five yeah we went to florida from chicago we went to atlanta and we went to florida i actually have a scar from my brother throwing me in the pool <laughs> on my lip right now but um anyway i was always fascinated with travel it just blew me away that you can go from freezing cold connecticut and two hours later be in hot and sunny florida that was me too. I mean, it still blows me away to this day. I get on these planes, I'm like, how does this thing get off the ground? Yeah, and I wake up in Australia. How yeah. does that work? It's freaking awesome. It's <laughs> and, and there's so many people in this world that do not appreciate that. That's what drives me nuts. It's like, do you realize what our great-grandfathers used to have to do? Yeah, go in a wagon or yeah. take a train. Or... I, I go to Hawaii now for dinner sometimes. 
<laughs> Come on. I have, you, I have. you have that many miles, don't you? Well, I used to date a flight attendant. Oh, yes. Son of so God. we'd wake up and she's like, you want to go to Hawaii for dinner? I'm like, I got to meet one of them. $25 first class round trip. Mm, I got to meet one of them. Yeah. That sounds nice. So you get a so walk me through it. What part of Connecticut are you from? I'm from South Norwalk, Connecticut. So South. it's 42 miles away from New York City. Okay, because my mom was from around. She was from Simsbury, which okay, is up that's, by that's Hartford. Up yeah. So, so you were right up. You were basically a suburb of New York. Yeah, that's why I'm all New York fan. I'm the mm-hmm. Yankees, Rangers, Knicks, Giants. That's the evil, te- that's evil, te- evil, that's and the evil. TV we got. Uh huh. So, but my friends who are a few miles away, they're you know the Red Sox, Patriots. Yeah, my, that's my my grandfather, biggest uh, Red Sox fan yeah. ever. So that's the way. So you didn't fly much as a kid. Didn't fly much. And actually, when I was in high school, I, I talked my mom into going to Australia. My sisters were living there. Actually, my one sister met this guy at Club Med, an Australian guy, so she moved to Australia. Then my mom sent my other sister to go bring her home, and she stayed. And so then I was like, Mom, let's go check out Australia for ourselves. <laughs> and we never traveled internationally, but I talk, it took me months to get her to go. I'd leave little notes on her pillow and photos. And Crocodile Dundee just came out then. That was the, <laughs> oh, big, nice. that was, that was the biggest thing. So anyway, we, we got tickets to go for my spring break, ultimate spring break ever. New York, San Francisco, Hawaii, Sydney, Perth, back to Sydney, Fiji, L.A., back home. Anyway, I had asthma. and My mom brought me to the asthmatic doctor. I just got asthma. And the doctor goes, you're going to Australia? You know, that's a 27-hour flight. You might have a hard time breathing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, she put the fear of God in me, <laughs> and and she gave me too much medication as well. Anyway, I get to the airport and I have an anxiety attack, and I go, I can't get on the plane. My mom thought I was joking, and then when she saw me crying, she realized I was not joking. She started crying. My dad started crying because he thought he was going to have the house to himself for two weeks. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you know, I'm going to shrinks for the next six months. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with me. It turns out when they brought me to a homeopathic doctor that I was on too much medication. Too much? Yeah, he's like, you're on way too much asthma medication. So he started weaning me off and my anxiety started going away. Anyway, it's a long story. And you missed the trip. You didn't, oh, we, you didn't get didn't, to go to Australia. Not, we did not go. Oh. And so then, you know, a few years went by actually. I was, I was actually afraid to leave the house at one point. And my, um, my friend's mom called me up at 6.30 in the morning and said, hey, I got a free ticket to Arizona because my best friend was in alcohol rehab. And, and I don't drink. And she's like, I know you don't drink. You'd be a great representative. My other son just backed out. And back then, you could fly under, underneath other people's names. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah. So she's like, just give it a shot. I'm like, man, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> anyway, I, my sister gave me a horoscope calendar. It was January for Christmas. And I go, if the, if the calendar says something good, maybe I'll do it. So I, I turn the page, and it says, you're going to travel somewhere exotic today. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I was like, I'll give it a shot. Make a long story short, which is even a longer story. <laughs> I get out to Arizona. My, my fear of travel is over. While I'm in Arizona, my great aunt dies in L.A. My dad says, since you're already in Arizona, why don't you meet me in L.A. for the funeral? And then I came out to L.A., flew all by myself from Tucson to Los Angeles, which was a huge deal for me. And you're how old again? Right now? No, no. I oh, mean, you then, were how old? Back then, I was 18. Okay, no, no, 18. no, sorry, sorry. Back then, I was 20 or 21. Okay. And I fly out to California, and I just fell in love with California. And I was like, man. So I ended up going to college here when I was 21, and just the rest is history. And, and you stayed. never left. And then actually, when I was in college, I met this beautiful um, princess, basically. She was Scottish. Her parents lived all around the world, and she only flew business class. And she oh. said, um, you know, she invited me to Singapore the first year. And I'm like, 
I can't go. I was, I was afraid to travel internationally still because I didn't know if I'd be able to breathe over there. Because I had my, my, my asthma was... Because the air is much different over well, there. Well, I didn't know. It just, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to do the long flight. I was still scared of long flights. Yeah. Singapore Airlines, was it? It was just, no, that was United back then. But anyway, oh. I, I didn't go. So oh. the next summer, she invited me to Hong Kong. And I was like, I got to go. But she only flew business class and I only flew coach. I never knew. So anyway, I had to figure out a cheap way to get a business class ticket. And that's where it really started. So I found a consolidator for a ticket for $200 more than a coach ticket. Talked my dad into buying it. Flew to Hong Kong business class. <laughs> Hong Kong it, business class. That's man, awesome. At 21. You, 20, no, that was 23. 23. So I'm telling you, for the best time, to have your first out-of-coach experience, you want to do it on a long flight. Like yes. It was, it was better than my apartment. I was like, I got treated better. And you didn't even drink. I didn't drink. Imagine the fun you could have had. Oh, my God. I would have been <laughs> But I fell in love with Hong Kong. When I got home, I got addicted to my miles. And the internet was brand new back then. And I took a job at the college that I was, Marymount College in Palos Verdes, as a college recruiter. And I just started getting to travel. Everyone in the office actually had all these great territories, and they quit. It takes, a, it takes time. Because once you get hired as a college admissions officer, you're doing local stuff like Bakersfield, Fresno. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, people quit who were doing Hawaii, you know, the East Coast, Florida, like, wherever. I'll take that. I was like, I'll take it. And I started taking it, and I started learning all these tricks. Right. I'd go to the airport. And I was sick and tired of watching these business travelers just cruise right up, and they're you know. Yeah, they're doing I'm, the George Clooney with the uh, yeah, swipe the thing, and you're. I'm, I'm sitting in a long line, <laughs> you know, sitting in a middle seat in the back of the plane, eating really bad food. My luggage is not coming out, and I was like, "There's got to be a better way." So I started learning all these tricks, reading books, and dating flight attendants. <laughs> so you're traveling around the world. You're, you're massing all these miles. Well, I was really traveling just around the country. Okay. I but still, but still of, racking up huge yeah, miles. Yeah. And so were you like me? Cause I was traveling for, uh, a lot for comedy and then it moved into when I was doing these HGTV shows and I was just collecting these miles. And then for TBS, I was going, I was going back and forth to New York all the time. Oh, yeah. And then, so as soon as I got a break of like two weeks or more, I'm out. I said, I'm gone out of the country. I was taking 10 day trips here, Three weeks there. Three weeks is usually my most I could get. It was always around the holidays. So I never went home for Christmas. I would always, that's when I started going around the, the world. You know, I was actually, the only time I'd go internationally, it was over the summer, mm-hmm. basically. So every other week I was flying New York, L.A. Okay, because you mom, were on school hours, basically. Basically, and my mom was sick with cancer. So for three years, I'd go every other week home to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just learned a lot of tricks then. I, you know, I gave all the flight attendants and all the gate. Gate agents, chocolates, T-shirts, and every time I flew, they all knew who I was. They always bumped me up, not to business class, to first class. Oh. So I f- sat next to almost every celebrity because New York, L.A. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, they're all- and the Admirals Club, too. I would always see people in those in New York. Oh, and the flight attendants would treat me better than, oh, yeah. than, the, than the celebrities. And they would look at me like, who the hell is this guy? They couldn't figure it out. They're all trying to rack <laughs> their brain like, is he an actor or what is he? <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, I had the cheapest ticket on the plane. Did you ever like, uh, I don't know, give a little tip or was it always just gifts? It was always. No, I never you, gave money. You never threw 20s around? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I was, you know what? Basically what it really was was I was nice. Yeah. These, there's and so they many deal people, with idiots all day long. That's all they deal with. So they were just happy to meet someone who was nice. And I, and I was genuinely nice and I was interested in their line of work. And I would ask them all kinds of questions. But you have to do, time it right. You just can't go start talking to a flight attendant while she's working. You got to wait until after she does a meal service. They're in the yeah. back of the they're gallery, they're the doing books. the cross, yeah. crosswords, and then you go back and start talking to them. And then, like, you know, they love the past time because it's freaking boring as hell for them. <laughs> did you ever think of yourself uh, getting into the flight attendant game, and did you ever consider it? No, I just couldn't 
no, that's a tough job. Yeah, and just is. to go through the training is tough. I mean, six weeks. My old girlfriend told me all about it. I mean, it's 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 horror stories. I dated one once, and she was out of uh, Chicago. Worked for United, but so was mine. By the yeah, way, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Base. She blonde. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Did her name start with an A? Uh, no. Okay, we're okay. Oh, what was your what was her Amber. name? Amber. Oh no no. Amber Airplane was her nickname. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's great. I don't know, but is it that if she has a nickname worldwide, that's made me, then guys around the world would know her. No, no, no. One of my <laughs> oh, buddies. One Amber of my, Airplane. <laughs> one of my buddies nicknamed her. Oh, okay. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but she said uh, somewhere on the, I don't know, mid 2000s, she just quit because, I mean. Same thing with mine. They got the, uh, she said their last uh, contract that they were offered was so bad. That if you could, you were young enough to get a new line of work, you had to just take it because yeah. it was so bad. And that's why you see every flight attendant now is, you know, 50 years old and up. Right. For the most part. Some, <laughs> some airlines, they have some younger ones. Isn't it amazing when you fly internationally and those airlines, they still hire by looks? It's like the 60s. It's like Mad Men. I know. Except <laughs> on the U.S. Carriers International, that's where all the, the, the senior people were. And those are the oldest. I just flew out of, from, back from London and there wasn't one under 55. Yeah, because that's where they make, you know, they just do one flight a, a week or, you know, every two weeks. And they don't have to do a lot of short hops. You'll yeah. find the younger ones on short hops. Yeah, and the little American yeah. Eagle flights and those things. So well, actually, separate company. Is it? it is? Yeah, American Com- American Eagle is not American Airlines. It isn't. No, same thing with like you see, Deltas or or and Uniteds. You know, their little regional United jets. Express. Yeah, jets. That, that's not a United company. Those oh. are totally different. Those flight attendants. They cannot, farm those out. Oh yeah. Oh wow. So okay. And usually that's those are the ones that usually crash. That, that's <laughs> yeah, why, yeah. That, that's why I, to, I try and stay away from the regional jets. But sometimes you can't. When was the uh, switch over from working for the school to doing this full time? You know, it was 2000. Actually, I started my website in 1999. I started my weekly newsletter in 95. And then my website in 99, I had a student worker make me this website. I said, listen, I have all these different websites that I would highlight in my newsletter saying, you know, websites of the week. And I would share these secrets in an email saying, hey, this is Priceline. We're on a tight budget, but we could stay in a five-star hotel if you do these tricks. And they loved it. So people were emailing it to their friends. And then I had a student worker make me this basic website that just showed everything out there. Because back then, you know, even today, people don't want to link other websites and have you go somewhere else. They want to keep you on your own, their own site. But my whole point was to get people out and travel, see the world. And, you know, that was basically it. So I would just show, you know, the cheapest way to travel and all that stuff. And people loved it. And I was basically the first one to have a website like this. And every single news organization started picking it up on it. USA Today wrote about it in 2000 as website of the week. And it just, that's what I was like, wow. All of a sudden I got, you know, inquiries for interviews, radio, then TV. <laughs> then I wrote a book and then I got offered to do a TV show for the Travel Channel. And that's running now, the Travel Channel show. But actually, I think they just stopped it, but it was called Hotspots 2012. Hotspots 2012. Yep. And were you on the road, or were you just hosting it? Oh, and no, do no, the hell road? no, man. I'm on the road. <laughs> we went around the world. You know, we went to London for the Olympics for a preview. Oh, that's great. We went to Belize for a preview of the Mayas for the end of the world that's coming up. Oh, right. And then we went to, Richard Branson gave us a tour of his private island. He gave us a tour of his spaceship in New Mexico. Went to New Zealand for the Hobbit that's coming out. Oh, perfect. So, Perfect. I mean, it was good stuff. Those are all good places. Yeah, I've been to all those. No, but would the uh, did Branson take you? Where was his island? Necker Island. Necker Island. That's in fifty three thousand dollars a night. So unless you tell so right me outside something. of like British, Jamaica, 
British Virgin Islands. British Virgin Islands. Okay. And, Ooh, that sounds and awesome. that's why he that's why it's there because British Virgin Islands. I mm-hmm. said and he goes that's why he picked it. He never even heard of them. He just saw a Virgin. <laughs> Did um, okay. I got it. We could do another hour on Richard Branson. I could ask you on that. But so you were getting up and running. You're going. It's like 2000. Yep. Nine eleven hits. How did that affect well, you? I quit, I quit my job actually in July of 2000, and I was dating my flight attendant girlfriend when 9-11 hit. I was in New York. She was in Chicago. And, you know, I didn't want to fly for a month or so. I was like, man, it, it was just a different time. of It was. No one knew what was going on. But then once once it took off, I was like, listen, I'm not going to let these terrorist bastards try and <laughs> scare <laughs> They're going to slow me down. No, so I would actually fly every 9-11. Because my girlfriend was a, such a junior, she had to work it, and so I would fly the flight with her as a passenger. It was wide open; I, you could actually, you know, bowl down the down right, the right, aisle. right. There was no one on those on nine eleven for the le- first few years, so I'd always travel with her on those. And everyone say you're crazy. I'm like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're going to see another nine eleven like that, where you know people are going to jump on these passengers and just start or hijackers and just start beating the hell out of them. Yeah, and I'm the first one. I'm like, I'm right there. <laughs> I, I work out just to pummel one of those. Jackasses. So after 9-11, I know in particular, like um, people who are in travel-related businesses took a huge hit. And uh, did you see like a big drop-off and hits to the website and everything else? You know, I didn't see that much drop-off because people were actually, it was kind of like reality TV because I was talking about my relationship back then with my girlfriend and being her being a flight attendant. So people really liked that. What I did see a drop-off was, you know, the money for sure. And actually I took a job, as a, I took a part-time job with my cousin I was the manager of a boy band. I'm not sure why I'm, I'm not sure why I'm admitting this. But back then there was, you know, it was popular the boy You were band. a Svengali of a of a boy band. Actually, in LA here? It was in New York. Okay. And actually one of the guys, I don't know if you'd even want me to talk about this, but was Matt Morrison. Who's he's on uh, He's on the TV show. The Glee. Glee. Wow, really? Yeah, and and I remember when he quit the he quit the band and my cousin was like, "Man, you're making the biggest mistake of your life." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, all those other guys are like working at uh, no at kidding. the Gap. Oh my God, he was he was the smartest one of them all. So that's great. But you know, we travel around. We they do mall tours. Actually, I think Matt Matt quit pretty early. I'm not sure if he even did the mall tour. He might have did a couple. But we do these mall tours, and I was traveling a lot still. But someone was flipping the bill, and I would write about my travels. Because back then I had the school paying for my travel, and I'd write about it. Now I had the the boy band paying for it. Wow, and I would just write these newsletters and you know and update my website all the time. <laughs> did um, did you notice what I would, when I would tell people about flying pre nine eleven and the difference between after is uh, empty seats on the flight? I remember those days where you could just like go to the back and stretch out over five chairs. Those uh, days are gone, yeah. way gone. Like every every plane is so packed now. Almost, uh, see, I just flew back from Australia a month ago, and shockingly, I had I walked back. I actually had a um, premium economy seat. And it was just, coach was so wide open, I just walked back to coach and laid down in five five seats. I actually just had that, uh, my flight to London. Uh, of course, October is the best month to go anywhere. Like right. I mean, it's off-peak, and it's like, if you're going to get empty seats, it's going to be then. If you're going to be in a coach. But uh, yeah, I was surprised to see it. I was amazed. I was like, oh my God, look at that. There's, there was somebody like, grabbed did you, the... Did you one- fly midweek too? You must have uh, yeah, it was a Tuesday. That's why. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday is usually the best days to do that. What do you think is the biggest mistake people make when booking tickets, and uh, and what, what's the biggest piece of advice you tell people? You got to be flexible. If you're not flexible, you're not going to get a deal. 
and you're not going to be comfortable. I mean, if you took that flight on a Friday, I guarantee that would have been oh, yeah. wide open. So you, you got to be flexible, and I bet your ticket was pretty cheap, too. I, I was using miles, but the only way I could do it, I did it, uh, and I worked it for five bucks. And then I saw the difference between using miles. This is not American. Um, British Airways, you think? British Airways. That was a thing. Yeah. The British Airways, it was timing, it was like pricing out at like 600 bucks. It's usually like 500 with, yeah. with their fees and everything else. It's and, ridiculous. And then I, then I realized, and I thought the problem was always Heathrow. No, it's uh, it, you got to fly American flights. You can't fly BA right. flights, and they will always try to I love, route you I love, on those. I love British Airways, except for their their taxes. Oh man, it's brutal. Yeah, and their fuel surcharges. Yes, that's that's what kills you. So that's one of the tricks. So if you do have a British Airways miles, you should convert them to American when you do that route. Okay, and do you, does the same go for? Uh, uh, I'm going to fly Copa to Panama. To Panama I'm next going to month. Panama next month. Are you? What I'm you leaving think? in two weeks. I'm leaving this weekend. Yeah? I'm leaving, yeah? Actually, I'm leaving a week from today. Have you been before? No. Okay, me either. I've been to Costa Rica. and uh, actually, a week from today, I'll be there. Okay, I'll be there. I shouldn't But I'll tell you <laughs> later. But anyway, I'm going to be there next, uh, I'm going to be two weeks there okay. in Panama, which from all I've read is pretty much enough to do. It's not that big of a country. I'm just going for a few nights. Okay, yeah, because Costa Rica was very doable. I mean, you could do all the highlights pretty much in a week, Right. but uh, I was there for like two weeks. I went to surf camp there once. In Hako or where? In, uh, no, in uh, Nosara, okay, which is in the Nicoya Peninsula. Okay. And uh, But I spent the first week driving around. But what I've, the difference is I've heard in uh, Panama, Panama City is supposed to be cool, uh, whereas the capital of San Costa Rica, Jose. San Jose, is, is a shithole. Except <laughs> it's a really, I mean, and I'm a city guy. I like cities, and I, I love to walk around. And San Jose, there was nothing about Except it I could that recommend. One bar, it's 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 named after a fish. I can't even think what it is. But you walk in there, and I'm like, man, there's fucking so many girls in here. Oh, the uh, the Del Monaco Hotel or the, the it, something hotel? It's in a hotel. I can't remember what the name of the bar is. Yeah, I'm walking around I'm like, man, these girls are all smiling at me. <laughs> one of them pinched my butt. I go, why do they do this at home? Yeah, then you realize, oh, they're all for yeah, sale. Yeah, then one of my friends hit me and they're like, they're hookers, fool. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? And I thought like, I had game. Uh, yeah, I have no game. <laughs> so uh, is this uh, somebody paying you to go down there for oh, you reviewing my, something? Or? That was my brother's bachelor party. Oh, okay. Perfect place. For <laughs> no, I mean next <laughs> month to Panama. Oh, That's sorry. Uh, oh, <laughs> somebody paid out. you on the hooker uh, <laughs> plan? Uh, I'm going on a press trip. Okay. Yeah. For, to check out the um, the new Weston or actually it's not the Weston. Actually, I don't even know what a hotel it is. Let's not hope they're listening to this. <laughs> Did um, I think is, it's Weston. Is okay. going from like traveling for fun to now having to do it as a business, did it lose any kind of uh, no fun no, for you? No, I mean I love. First of all, I love people and I love travel. So uh, and I have a positive attitude. That is the key. So you know when I go on these trips and there's other journalists there, I like them. I can also do private trips. Luckily, I've built myself up so I, I get invited. I get invited every day to go somewhere, and I can I can either you know go by myself or I can go on a group. And I like going on groups because I like meeting people. It's also great networking. Now, when you go on groups, um, do you set up the group, or is this like something they put together as no, like a press group? It's usually their group. They okay, put, they put it together. But sometimes they ask me, you know, what, do you have any recommendations for journalists? And I keep a list of who I recommend. Well, a lot of places that I've uh, gone as you know in the last eight eight to ten years have been solo because I learned uh, a long time ago that if you wait for someone to go with to these places, you'll never go. And especially as you get older, everybody has an excuse to yeah. not to go. You're smart. 
everybody talks a big game. And they're like, oh man, you got to take me on your next trip. And then you go, okay, I'm leaving this day. You come like, oh, in there, go, I can't go. I, can't I got go that meeting. Oh, and I, I, I can't afford it. Yeah, there's always some reason. It drives me nuts when people say they can't afford to travel. Yeah. But then you can go to Starbucks every single day and get a Frappuccino for five bucks. And I've told people, I go, you'll spend more. I've seen you spend more in a, in a weekend in Vegas than I have in a week and a half right. in Asia. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all the flight. If you can get there cheap, once you're there, it's cheap. And you can get there cheap. I yes. Mean, I, actually, we have a travel deals newsletter, and I send out specially just when uh, there's a really good deal, including last night, Chicago to Istanbul, 531 round trip from Chicago. Really? 531 round trip. Last week, I had a deal, over a couple weeks ago, from LA to Brazil for $325 round trip. That round means, trip? That means the fare was like a dollar. Everything else was taxes. Oh, wait a minute. How, where, in to Rio or Sao Paulo? That was Sao Paulo. Actually, it might have been real. Might have been real, but I think that one was actually on Taka. Three hundred. That's crazy. Yeah. So they, there's there's deals like that all the time. Yeah, but it's but just all flexibility. You, you just have to find it right away, and it's actually some of them's not even that flexible. Actually, my travel agent just sent me one for today for business class for two thousand dollars round trip in the summer, from, I think it was either Chicago or L.A. to Athens round trip business class. Business class in the summertime. That's huge. At least $5,000. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, yeah, my, uh, this Panama trip, the reason we're um, going, a buddy of mine found it uh, round trip, I think, for 350 bucks. That's a, that's a great deal. Which is great. So yeah. I couldn't pass it up. I was right. like, all right, you gotta I'm in. It. You got to do it. So um, you find these deals. Um, what is the other thing that really drives you? Notice? I can say, for me, I understand fear of the unknown, and I understand. I had that. Yeah, and I still get it once in a great while. I understand not having the money too. I understand if you got to work and do it, sure. but what I what I don't get ever is the the people who don't have the curiosity, and that's what that's what gets. I it's like really you've you've seen pictures of Paris your whole life. You never wanted to see yeah. it. Actually, that I never understood. I was just in Italy uh, over the summer, and I spent a night with a friend of mine whose husband is in the military, stationed there, and she was saying that there's a lot of servicemen, which shocks me that who will just come home from work and stay in their house all day long and play video games instead of exploring an hour away with Slovenia or yeah. Austria or Croatia a couple hours away and they're not going out or they wouldn't even go to Venice which was forty minute a 40 minute train ride she's like so she teaches courses on how on trying to get them motivated to yeah. get out and see it because they're not for some reason they don't have an interest and it just blows me away that every, there's so many yeah. people that wishes they had that opportunity. You got you got to seize the day. I mean, that it, wasn't the that wasn't didn't that used to be the uh, slogan for the navy? Join the navy, see the world. That was the whole thing. Probably. <laughs> and actually, I think when I was a kid or in high school, I actually thought about it. And just the, for that reason alone, yeah, I thought it was so cool to be able to see the world. And especially if you're stationed in Europe, you can see 50 countries on weekends. Yeah, and, and that's what I would do. You know, another thing I would have done was go to uh, study abroad. Oh yeah, I didn't. Which, I never did that. I didn't do that either, and I regret that, big time. I'm still regretting. I, I haven't uh, lived abroad yet. I really want to live at some point. Me too. And I want to come back speaking Spanish. I want to fluently. Back, I want to come back speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> did um, what, what? What's been the hardest part about starting a travel business in the age of uh, the internet and everything else? Uh, just. Staying on top of it. You really, you know, I've sent a newsletter every single week. And a lot of my friends, they're like, man, I thought your job was just pure joy. You work your tail off. And I do. I mean, you, you got to spend your time working. You know, I'll go out, I'll be in these incredible places, but I have to come home early. 
I won't be at the bars all night long. Luckily, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll go home and do my work until late at night. So every place you go to, you, you, you file reports, you do even, something? Even, no, no matter if I'm paying or not, I'm still writing about it. I, my, my whole goal is just to share the experiences. These days, which is nice with social networks, you know, with Twitter and Facebook, I can just send a couple photos, a couple one-liners, and sometimes that will suffice. Okay. Well, now we're going to get to the uh, the fun stuff. Okay. Give me your worst travel of flight story. Give me your worst, scariest, okay. most awful flight that story. That was um, Fiji. It was, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. I was flying from Nandi to Savu Savu, which is a, another island or actually a little city in another island so little uh six seat commuter plane it was actually like a an 18 seater 12 seater and i hate the prop planes i really don't like prop planes and when you fly over the water it's usually really smooth but when they go over mountains or lands that's when it starts getting bumpy bumpy and of course you know these guys are always taking a shortcut right across the mountains so they can get there instead of going around where it's nice and smooth and we just start hitting some nasty turbulence and all and i'm sitting towards the front and i hear an alarm go off and the pilot's just you know, react and the plane just drops like 50 feet oh. and my heart just stops. Anyway, when we landed, I didn't kiss the ground. I made out with it. <laughs> it was that scary. You gave yourself asthma again. Yeah. That's I was like, holy crap. <laughs> oh, man. So. How about uh, worst tale of uh, luggage getting lost or damaged or stolen you know, or anything like that? You know, I don't check luggage anymore. No, me either. And that's, you know, that's another... But there's mistake. always that one thing that makes you learn. Sometimes you <laughs> got, yeah, sometimes you got to check bags. Um, I, can't, I can't even think right now, but I... You know, you don't need to check so many bags, people. That's what I always tell people, too. That That's a very common mistake. Yeah. Actually, my wife, our, one of our first dates, we went to... Uh, I was taken away for a long weekend, and she shows up with a trunk. Oh. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. If this is going to work, this you're not going to be, be able to pack like this. I only do carry-on only. She's like, I'm a girl. So anyway, I showed her the light, and now she's actually a better packer than I am. She, <laughs> she travels these small suitcases. So like a month later, we went to uh, Hawaii and Australia for two weeks, and she had carry-on only. And now we'll go away in the summertime for two, three weeks, and she has a smaller bag than me. Well, it takes the right kind of woman too that say, "Okay, I don't need a different outfit for every single night." I don't. She actually to... does pretty much have a different outfit oh, every right? night. <laughs> but there's ways to pack well, it and correct. You especially, can mix and especially match especially things in the summertime. Oh yeah, because you know it could be one little bikini mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> but you never had something lost or stolen out of there. Or... Knock on wood. That's great. I don't think so. How about anything out of a hotel room or uh, on the beach? On I had my flip-flops stolen once in oh, Costa Rica. Actually, I had my... Cameras, roller, anything? I had my rollerblades stolen here in Redondo Beach, okay. California. <laughs> but I caught the guy. I was surfing, and I saw him walking away, and I just got out of the water and still caught him. You still caught him? He yeah. was on the blades. He must not have been very no, fast. No, he wasn't, he wasn't blading. He was just trying to carry him. But I have such I have size 13 shoes. They were just too big for him to carry and heavy. <laughs> this is a long time ago, by the way, and this is when I was a lot more active than I am now and fit. <laughs> um, speaking of... How do you uh, stay fit on the road? How do you, do you one of those? Are you a runner? Or you, what do you do? No, I hate running. I played lacrosse in college. It's such an East Coast sport. I never played. We we never played it in the Midwest. No, no. I, I love lacrosse, but you run a lot in lacrosse. I like I like uh, you know I play tennis now. I play vo- a lot of beach volleyball. I live down on the beach. So and when I'm on the road, I walk a lot. I always okay, bring I'm walking a huge shoes. Walker too, yeah. And so I won't. I, won't, I usually won't take uh, public transportation. Like in New York City, I'll walk a mile, two miles. I'll walk 80 blocks. It'll take, it'll take me an hour, but right, that's right, where right. I get my exercises in Europe. 
you know, if I'm not taking public transportation, I will walk all around, especially on a nice warm day. Give me your. I'm a huge fan of uh, subways and metros around the world. For sure. Give me your Paper your metro. top three metros. Paris, London, New York City. Actually, and also. I'm putting Tokyo. In I was there. gonna say I love Japan's Tokyo, Hong Kong's. I like Hong Kong. Hong Kong, because uh, I just Singapore, took, and I love Singapore's MRT. Yeah, Singapore, but Singapore's. It, I mean, it's only that one city, and it, it's right. not that vast. I mean, it, it's no. just so clean. <laughs> it is clean, and I actually, and Thailand has the monorail or whatever you want to call it, SkyTrain. Oh, I love the Bangkok. Yeah, and um, it's so nice and air conditioned and cool. So I love. Yeah, it's a dollar. <laughs> so. Best thing about in the Hong Kong trains were the uh, the airport express train. Because sure. you take it right off. 35 minutes. Oh, and it's right there. It makes four stops and then everywhere I, you want to be. I still don't understand why America can't have Every city needs one of those. I mean, Chicago, I just took the L train, but it's so freaking loud. It stops and long. There, there should be an express train. Same thing with New York City. L.A., I beg for one. Uh, L.A. is never going to happen. I know, but I, still. I've I, I never even been on the, uh, whatever, you the subway? Call, whatever you want to call that thing. Here. Oh, I've been on it here. Not even the subway. There's the metro rail too. Oh yeah, the big, the big one. Metro yeah, link. I've never been on that either. I took it up to uh, Ventura once. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, we were shooting something on it. That's why. Well, that's a good reason. <laughs> that's, the, that's, a, that's a good reason. Yeah, but um, yeah, I love that. Uh, I just took a three month trip. I don't, we haven't talked about it, but last year I had a show end and I left for three months, Where'd kind of go? around the world. I did uh, two weeks in Central Europe. I went to. I uh, started in Munich. I did the last weekend of Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. So is that September or? Yeah, it was the last week. It was the first weekend in October. Okay. And then I went up to uh, Berlin, Prague, Krakow. Uh, Slovakia. Budapest. Slovakia. I flew over it. Really? Yeah. It's right there. I know, but yeah. Vienna? I was taking trains around. I've been to Vienna years and okay. years, years ago. Uh, Budapest, then Zurich, and then I went to Israel. Okay. Uh, Petra, Jordan. Sweet. And then, Did you cross the border from Israel to Jordan? Yeah. And how was that? Long, um, but I was on a bus tour. Okay. So they kind of like, we had to go through them, but I, still it I was... I went to Palestine when I was in Israel. Oh, really? And that wasn't, you know, that was, there was no problem going across. It took maybe five minutes. Yeah? Yeah. So it's a, it's a protected, was this in like... This is just... Gaza? No. No, I didn't go to Gaza. You can't go to Gaza. Yeah, okay. That's what I, was gonna <laughs> I went to Bethlehem. Okay. So... What was Bethlehem like? I mean, Actually, I, I, I went to Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, and a lot. You know, J- Bethlehem is basically five minutes away from Jerusalem. You can go right across right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. And the people were so nice. It, I mean, I, I only was there for a few hours. I wish I spent more time. But right. the, the people were, you know, they're incredible. Yeah, and from there I went to uh, Istanbul yeah, and it. did Cappadocia. I've never been to Cappadocia. Oh, it's, I heard that's it's really cool. mind-boggling. I've been to Bodrum. Okay. And then Istanbul, I went to uh, Singapore. Sweet. And then, so I started in Singapore, Malaysia. went to Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. And uh, what's the little river town in, in Malaysia? That, Penang? Uh, no, it's oh. outside of Kuala Lumpur. Oh, river I can't town. remember it. It's pretty well known. It's like a heritage uh, town. World Heritage Day? Ah, oh, crap. I'll, I'll come up with it. It was on the way or on the way back. I just, I just took a train from Bangkok to Singapore. A train? Yeah. Oh, really? The Eastern Oriental Express. Mm. And? Very fancy. Yeah? The first night was... Air-conditioned, I hope. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) This is is lap of luxury. Oh, okay. This is... Yeah, this is... High-end. Big time. That was a press trip. Oh, The first night was like one of the worst nights sleep because the train just freaking rocks. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, people pay for this thing? (laughs) But then 
you wake up in the morning, you think the whole thing was a dream. It was just, it's just amazing. And I would, I would pay for it. I would go back in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. And the food, I don't know how they cook such good food on those little trains. Oh, Thailand. They can cook great food in, a, in, a, in an actually, alley. This was actually a French chef. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this is like, like a Michelin star chef. This is chef. five star. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But I love, you know, I eat street food in Thailand. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, so from there, what are like, Hong Kong. And then. My, uh, Hong Kong is one of my favorite cities. I loved Hong Kong. My favorite cities on this trip is Hong Kong and Budapest. Okay. I like, and I like Krakow too. I've never been to Krakow. I've been to Budapest and. Uh, in Seoul. I liked Seoul. I was just in Seoul two months ago. I thought it was cool. I, went, I, I know I, the food is awesome. Oh, man. The fried chicken, the Korean fried chicken. Yes. They know how to freaking cook. They end, their, they end their nights with beer and fried chicken. Yeah, they know I was like, that is a way. That's yeah. cool. That's a great food town. And actually, I have, oh, yeah. I have a great guide there. Do you? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, it's on my website, but. He he, yeah. he he all he does is do food tours in Seoul. Oh, Night nice. food tours too. Oh, I can do that forever. And I live near Koreatown, so that's the closest I can get. Which is not a bad alternative yeah, if yeah. you know where to go. I've never even been to Koreatown down here. Come on, really? I mean, I, I've driven through it, but I never stopped. Oh, it's the second largest uh, Korean population, population after Seoul. I bet. And it's it's huge. It's yeah. massive. It's like its own little city. There's bars that never closed there. I mean, it's it's nuts. They know how to party. Oh, uh, they do. Yeah. Um. So after that, I did. Uh, Vietnam for two weeks. I've never been to Vietnam. Come on. Yeah, that's not, that's that's my list for 2013. Oh, you'd love it. Yeah, you'd love it, and, and it's and, really cheap. And, and then it's really Cambodia. I've been to I've been to Angkor Wat and Siem Reap there. But Vietnam is one of the one places where I hear people have mixed feelings. Um, they either love it they or they hate it because everybody's out to rip you off. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, they say it's dirty. People aren't not nice. Yeah, I I didn't get that. I mean, they're not as nice as say Thailand, where it's yeah. everybody smiling at you. Right. Uh, they're a little colder. I think they have reason to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you never got that sense of uh, like communist country kind of thing. I mean, uh, you could have been anywhere. I mean, there's a bitter, maybe a little more police presence. But well, I mean, I've been to Shanghai. See, I haven't I mean, been to mainland China. Okay, I've been to mainland China, and one time I was buying these yams from a street vendor, and he was ripping me off. And this woman. She noticed it, and she just started yelling at him in Chinese. I had no idea what they were saying, but she just, just I mean, they were so, some of these people were just so welcoming, and you, you wouldn't expect that from a communist country. Yeah, yeah. But they were so nice, so I, I, don't, I don't believe it about Vietnam. I got to see it with yeah. my own eyes. There's a little bit of that. They, you expect you're being ripped off. You know, there's definitely a local's price and the white guy price. Well, same thing in Thailand. You That's get, everywhere, You, you get though. in a taxi, and they're like, you know, they just jack up the price. You're like, no, use the meter. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. And then finally, you realize you're, you're haggling over 50 cents or a dollar. So then I always mess with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say like, you know, whatever, 5,000 baht. I don't, even, I don't even know what the baht is right now, but or 500 baht. And, you know, everyone's saying like 200 baht. And then finally I'm like 1,000 baht. And the guy's just like trying to comprehend like, why would I just go higher? <laughs> and then he realizes that he smiles. I was just like, okay, right. it's a dollar. Yeah. I'm not going to fight over it. Yeah, you got to pick your battles. Yeah, so after that, I went back to, I have a friend in Koh Samui, Thailand. Sweet. I've and I, I've been there before. So I hung out with him, went, to ba- went through Bangkok, then I went through uh, Phuket. Phuket for just to get up because they had a direct flight to Bali, and I went to Bali from there. That's which where I went on my honeymoon two months oh, ago. Gorgeous. You know, I didn't love Bali as much as I thought I was going to. Well, I went diving. I'm a scuba diver, okay. so I, I was in uh, the Gili Islands, okay. Gili Trawangan, and so I spent a week there diving. And then mainland, I didn't do that much. I just found a very peaceful place. But it's I mean, very, it's, it's like Hawaii. Peaceful. It's like Hawaii, beautiful. What's interesting? Um, that I did have my, a little queasy belly. 
though, in, uh, in Bali. One of my taxi drivers in Bali, I asked him where he would go, if he could go anywhere in the world. Most of them have never been off the island. Yeah. Or out of Indonesia. And he said Hawaii. And I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's not a big culture shock for you, friend. He, like, he, he dreamt of going to Hawaii. But I tell you, the water is not that nice in Bali. You know what? I was disappointed when the beach was kind of dirty. And for sure, the beaches are dirty. And, you know, I'd much rather be in French Polynesia. Yeah, there were Fiji, better beaches. Hawaii. No, I Thailand. get that. It's a peaceful place, and I thought the culture was nice for and, sure. and cool. But, for uh, sure. And the people are, you know, are beautiful, friendly people. Did you go to Ubud? I did. I spent I spent a couple nights up there. Yeah, that's a very peaceful place for sure, and, and it's beautiful. And then you know, but it's very kind of uh, granola. I'm glad I went. I'm just I'm not in a hurry to go back. Yeah. Do you have the suckling pig? You know what? I went by that restaurant, <gasps> and it, I've, I did have pig, but not at that one restaurant. It was good. Not the famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so from there, I went to uh, met a friend who met me for back in Hong Kong, and then we went to Thai, uh, Taiwan. Taiwan. Which was interesting. I mean, it wasn't I've great, been, but I've only been it was interesting. The airport. Um, they had a good metro too. Yeah, Taipei, really good train yeah, system in Taipei, and then uh, went to the Philippines to uh, Dumaguete, Philippines. I've never been to the Philippines. That's on my list too for 2013. Philippines and Vietnam, though. Well, you know what? Did I've said this before on the, the show. Balut? The food sucks. The food sucks. And the balut. No, I didn't have that. But my uh, the past last <laughs> the, week's the, guest, Marlo's from the Philippines. It's a uh, it's got that the chicken in it. The chicken still, you know, in it. Yeah, it's like an embryo. It's like it's a little. Embryo. You eat the embryo. She said it's. She had it as a kid. Like her mother tried to give it to her as a kid. I can't. I couldn't. And uh, she just ran screaming. She smelled it before she tried to eat it. Unfortunately, and... I would. I would. If I was doing a TV show there, I guess I would have to eat it. I saw Andrew Zimmer eat one. Did he? But yeah. He'll eat. He'll eat, he'll eat a freaking <laughs> no. monkey's brain. And then we went from there to uh, went to Boracay, the Philippines, and then. But again, Boracay, nice beach. But still, no big. If you've you've been to better beaches, right? You know, so it's just kind of like, and a lot of Russians. A lot of Russians. Are there in the Philippines? Not Philippines, that. Vietnam, uh, wow. they they go to cheap beaches. That's what they do. And India and Goa, there was a lot of them. I was in India last earlier in the year. Now I like to, your thoughts on India, because I was there for three weeks. And people, again, that's like Vietnam. People either love India or yeah. hate it. I, I always tell people it's a, it's amazing good and amazing bad. Without a doubt. And you know what? When I, I went both times on press trips, so I had a skewed... I was staying five-star You're in a bubble. I'm, You're in the I'm, bubble. I'm, I'm in the best places in the world. Yeah. But, excuse me, I don't like the cities. The cities are just... There's so much poor... And I, I just... I can't deal with it. But when you go outside... I went on a tiger safari. Yeah, the countryside's beautiful. And I, I went down, you know, down to um, Kerala, below Goa. And you don't see you don't really, you don't see the poor people. You don't see people begging or anything like that. And everyone's so friendly, and the food is just incredible. I mean, I I highly recommend it, especially if you have money and yeah. you can do something like that. But the cities were, uh, as I said, uh, that's another one of the cities where uh, one of the things to favorite things to do. I get off the plane, I get in, I check in, throw my bags in, and just kind of walk the city just to get a vibe of it. Right. You don't want to walk around in too much. Delhi. I think I lasted about ten minutes that's before I was like, I got, I got to get back. That's to longer th- than me. It was, uh, it's overwhelming. It's yeah. just like the sensory overload, the smells, the sounds, the for sure chaos. But if you have and the a poverty, guide, you is get, still you, the worst poverty I've ever seen anywhere, without a doubt. But you have to have a guide. Yeah. If you have a guide, you know, we took a um, not a tuk tuk, whatever they, they're kind of like a tuk tuk. Yeah. But through the streets of Delhi, and that was much better. I mean. You see it all, but at least you're with a guide, and yeah, and they know where to take you, and they have incredible, you know, sights. But again, I'm not 
and they they have the worst visa programs there. <laughs> if you if you when you fill out your visa form and you you know they have this little box to sign your name. If you go just a little bit over a millimeter, they will reject your application. And I'm like, this is a joke. <laughs> I mean, we must do that to them. So that's prob- right. probably why they're doing it to us. But oh. is that one place? If you can look back and go one place, you would never go back to. No, no, I, that's definitely not it. Um, can you t- think of any? Not too many. I used to I used to say Tijuana. <laughs> okay. So I'm not a big. Hurry. I understand that. Yeah. So, but I hear Tijuana is now the big food capital. What? Yeah. That's what all these big chefs are telling me that that's the new food capital. But isn't anybody? I mean, for good reason. All we hear is stuff about the border. It's like frightening now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going down there. But what are your opinions of Mexico? Because I, I I've only been to like. I've been to Cozumel and I've been to Playa del Carmen and um, you know I have but that's really it and I'm just I guess living in LA I kind of figure that Mexico comes to me (laughs) and it's just so close I I always want to go farther I I mean I've been to Puerto Vallarta I've been to places you named I've been to Cabo and Cancun and Tulum and I've been to Guadalajara and Tequila Tequila is a pretty cool town I mean you got Um, I like the name already yeah I mean that's where they make Tequila yeah and, and you get to see all that stuff but again it's just I don't know I don't love it. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't excite me. When I hear about, you know, if I get invited to go to Hawaii or Tahiti, Fiji, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, I get excited. Yeah. Yeah. And and Southeast Asia. I freaking love Southeast Asia. Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand. I'll go there at any point. Anytime. Just to eat like an idiot. (laughs) And Japan, the people are so friendly. Yeah. But I just don't love, love like, you know, Japan. Yeah. In terms of, you know, it's just not the same vibe as Southeast Asia. No, no, no. It's no, much no. more expensive. I'm not. It's a, a good, uh, as I tell people, it's a good like Asia starter. If you've never been to Asia, I think because it's so clean I, I think, and safe. I think and, Singapore is. The yeah, Singapore too. I think yeah, that's yeah. It's a better starter. Because it more because uh, everybody the entire Asia comes to Singapore. Yeah. You know, and just English is their first language. Yeah, and it's safe and Japan's kind of tough because people don't speak English too much. Yeah. What, they, well, they I won't admit it. Yeah, they learn it in the uh, the problem there was they learn it in the schools. And then they forget it as soon as the test is done. <laughs> and then they, uh, and even if they know it, they're always apologizing. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. My English is like, no, you're fine, man. Just right. help me out here. So the tip is you always go to someone young. I always try and find someone young. Because usually, no matter, no matter where I am in the world, they usually speak English. Because they're mm-hmm. watching TV on the internet. And they're into the culture a little more. And then, you know. For sure. It's but, the older people you have a difficult time right. communicating with. They, uh, is there something you'd like to do in each... Country like for me, I like to go to sporting events, whatever the whatever the local cool sport is. Sure. I've seen soccer games all over the world, and I'm a fan of that. But I saw also saw a baseball game in Tokyo. I, w- I would love to do that. That's I, great. I, I love to see. I love to play sports while I'm in these different places. Oh yeah. What have you played? Well, I, I can't think right now. An <laughs> uh, Iceland lacrosse. Any lacrosse? No, uh, never overseas. Did, never did. I mean, I played cricket in Australia. I played whatever. I played I don't, rugby. Oh, Other, that's you know, a tough I, one. Oh yeah, I get, I get my butt kicked. Those guys are animals. But <laughs> whatever's going on, a lot of it's you know it could be tennis, it could be you know Thai kickboxing, which I've never done. <laughs> oh, no, although they, they, I, I was funny. I was I was hanging in uh, Chiang Mai, and I was in a group, and there was like ten uh, young Australian dudes in my group. I mean, they were just nuts. They were out of control. Yeah. So the first night they end up in some like Thai boxing thing where you can anybody can sign up, and the next day they come to 
you know, to breakfast and Black they got ice. like <laughs> they got yeah. their all you, cut you, and you bruised. You pay me to do that stuff. No, no way. Although I went to the fights in uh, where was it? in in Kosamui, they always have you know Thai boxing. After like the third bout, you're kind of you're like because they're so light and fast. Uh, they do a lot of kicking, but no one really gets hurt. It's really kind of is it? I didn't. It wasn't really that bloody. Actually, I never seen it. Yeah, I like to do some sumo wrestling. <laughs> and if the way I keep eating, I might be one of those small wrestlers. Um, okay, well, let's go to the positive ones then. Uh, favorite places you could go back to again and again and again? Again, it'd be Australia, South Pacific, Europe, Italy, France, England. Yeah, Italy. Germany. I, I mean, I love Greece, wrong. Croatia, Turkey. For, okay, so I was, in, I was in Split and Dubrovnik. I, I love them. Did what about Maveland? Oh, that was great. What What is like Zagreb Norway. like? Actually, I've never been to Zagreb. Okay. But I went up to some, I can't remember. I was just, it was actually just this past summer. I can't remember some of the little towns I went to. I was on a cruise. Okay. And they were, you know, they're amazing. They look like, some of them are like little fairy tales. Yeah, yeah. So the people were nice. And they're not like overwhelmingly nice, but the water you're, yeah, it's gorgeous. You jump off the cliffs, and the water is just crystal blue. And they actually say it's some of the cleanest water in the world. Oh, the Mediterranean there? Not the no, Adriatic. Oh, the Adriatic. And yeah, yeah. Uh, in Croatia, but you know, I was surprised to hear that. But I think there's no, I don't think there's any like factories on there. What I was amazed to find is like what, outside of Split in Croatia. When then we went to that island where Marco Polo was from. Okay. I, I can't remember the name of it. He was from Croatia. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like Marco Polo stuff everywhere. It's like his home oh, I didn't go where there. it was, yeah. I didn't see that. Um, but there, also, there was all these little islands that nobody, I've never heard of, and there's just giant yachts, and yeah. you realize it's on this party circuit of the Mediterranean right. that they just, uh, it, well, and you split, go, this, I went, I went to, and there's a whole world there that I didn't know existed, and it's like, oh, yeah, the yacht crowd here in, yeah. in Europe. Well, in Split, there was a, there was a rave during the beach and, the, and in the water. I walk in the by water. and I hear all this like techno music and I look at all these girls in bikinis and there's there's a, hundreds of people just having a rave <laughs> at three o'clock in the afternoon in two feet of water. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I came here after I got married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, have you seen any of the uh, former, I haven't been up to like, I haven't done the Ukraine or Estonia or Latvia or any of Estonia. that. What are those places like? Tallinn's awesome. That's a really charming little city. And when you're there, you know, you can you can take a ferry across to Helsinki. I think it's an hour and a half. Maybe I've never a, been to Finland either. Finland, uh, you can go to St. Petersburg, Russia. My mom did that. I think she did there was a cruise, cruise like a Baltic, Baltic cruise, cruise yeah. yeah. That's the that's a great way to see a lot of countries. Actually, I used to be I used to not want to cruise and now Me I either. I love cruising. Have you ever done it? I've I'd taken one cruise and it was like in my early 20s on a carnival thing uh, down in Florida. Okay, well, I, that's, those were my first two cruises. And Carnival. that's enough to turn anybody yeah, off. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not doing it again, but they were bachelor party cruises. Oh, okay, And yeah. they, were, they were a lot of fun. But I was like, man, I'm not looking forward to it. So then I, when I did it 10 years later, I went on Celebrity in, in Seabourn. Actually, I'm going on Celebrity Ship this weekend down in uh, Miami. Oh, okay. But I love them. I mean, it's a great <laughs> way to see a lot of different places without keeping packing and unpacking. Yeah, but uh, I mean... Uh, as someone who's like an independent get, you traveler, get, you're on their schedule, though, aren't for you? For sure, but you just get a flavor of it. Yeah, okay. So it's a great way to see a lot of different countries quickly, and then you can decide the following year or whatever. To go back and to give go it back more and time. where you want to spend more time. And Tallinn in Estonia is one of those places where I would like to spend more time. What's Oslo like? I hear it's like the most expensive city in the world now. It is, and actually I was there during – I was there a day after the big massacre. Oh, two, two the shooting, ago. yeah. 
and actually, um, I didn't go to Oslo. We were in the airport, and we had, and we were supposed to spend the night there, but we just we didn't. I, I went all around Norway. I went all the way to the top. So to did the, the fjords and yeah, did all, all, that? all the way to the Arctic Circle. It's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And I was there at a time that was just a, the, the country was just shaken. Oh yeah, it's a weird time. But it's it was, like coming in after nine eleven. It was exactly. It was that's exactly what it was like. And I was in New York during nine eleven. So I mean, I know. I know what it's like, and uh, we were at one of the memorials. They had all these makeshift memorials at every different town because we were taking this Hurtengruten. It's a it's a cruise. Gesundheit. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's a local cruise company, but it's a working ship, so it's not really luxurious. But you get to see like you know it goes to thirty six different ports in in five days, so you get you get to see a lot of Norway. Anyway, we went to this one um, place where they had a, a makeshift memorial, flowers everywhere, and we were just there in the rain. Natalie and I and my wife. And some guy just came up, and he was just crying, and he just came up and started hugging us. And we're like, what? And, and you know, the Scandinavians are not very warm people. I'm, I'm part Danish. Yeah. So, but it was, it was a special time to be there, and I can't wait to go back to Norway. But I hear of all of Scandinavians, they, uh, if they're going to pick on another country, they always pick on the Finns. Because I guess the Finns are really serious and, like, kind of stoic. They are. And, they're known for being and there. And their, you know, their language is one of the hardest languages in the world. If oh really? Not, not Finnish? Really yeah, Finnish and Hungarian. I, I, they're, they're similar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been told. I, I don't speak either. <laughs> I mean, I can barely speak English, as you can tell. So, do you, you don't speak any other language? Language of love, baby. Okay. See, that's the other thing that I tell people. Yeah, the, the international language of amour. Um, Ebonics. Because that's the other thing that people are uh, very afraid of. Oh, are you worried about going to these countries? You don't speak. I, I've I go, never no, had the I've problem. never. And I've said, I've been through all of Asia. Oh, the, the hardest places I had in, with just knowing English, um, Taiwan was one. Okay. I hear mainland China is tough. That's the one place I had a difficult time. Brazil can be a little, nah, you know, I, I mean, I never had if you wander off the, you know, given thing. But again, the younger people tend to... Or you go to any hotel. Yeah. No, in the hotels, they never had a problem. So, so the th- you know, when I was, used to have this fear, I actually have a picture book in my carry-on. That you can you can quickly point to any picture in the world, like a fork or ketchup or emergency or or whatever. It has everything <laughs> you can possibly imagine, and I've never used it. <laughs> but I had it because I thought I'd have a difficult time. I, you know, I go to at least twenty countries a year. I've been to you know I don't know how many countries. You know, close to a hundred. And I also tell people that knowing English, if you're going to know one, is the best one to know around the world. Oh. Never had a problem in Asia. Never no. had a problem going through Europe. No. Never. No. Very rare. And if all you know is Italian, then you're going to have problems. You're going to have a problem. You know, so they, we're they, very they, lucky. They speak English. Yeah, yeah. We're very lucky. When the Italians travel to, let's say, you know, Malaysia or whatever, they're speaking English. That's what I, I, I remember. It always dawned on me when I was in this bar. I think it was in Budapest. And uh, there was a Dutch. We were watching a soccer game in That's a bar. That's one place I got scammed, by the way. Now that. Oh, really? Yeah. By a driver or? A... I don't want to take away from your story. But... Uh, no, you. Okay. Think about it. <laughs> I, I know my story. <laughs> okay. But uh, I was in a bar. We were just all watching this uh, soccer game. And there was a Dutch guy talking to a, uh, I think he was an Italian guy. And then I'm listening to two of them. And they're speaking English to each other. Because yeah. that's the one common it, with, thing they sure. had. I was like, boy, I'm lucky. We're very lucky to speak English. And a girl, in, a German girl I was hanging out with in Vietnam told me the same thing. She goes... You're lucky is that, you know, they're all speaking, because in Germany, well, the Germans all, they all speak English pretty much. But in Asia, they had to speak English. And she goes, I'm translating twice in my head, you know, from this guy's broken English 
into German into my own head, you know. So you don't have to do that extra step that I do. I go, yeah, I guess that's right. That's, that's true. That's easy. So it's tell true. me how you got ripped off in Budapest. I was there for my buddies. Uh, my buddy was was getting married, so we went out, and two of my buddies were out, and all of a sudden, you know, we're about to go home, and these, and we ran into these two girls earlier in the day. And all of a sudden we saw them again. We're like, hey, there they are. And they come up. They're like, oh, you want to go get a drink? And I'm like, you know, we're a little tired. My buddy's like, yeah, we're, you know, <laughs> the other guy's getting married. Let's go. So I said, all right. So we go. When we go into this bar. They're like, where do you want to go? And they're like, let's go to this place. So we go into this bar. And they take us upstairs, and there's no one in there. There's a guy playing music. And so she orders a shot and a beer for everyone. Make a long story short, when we get out, the bill comes. It's like... $350. I read about this in like The Lonely Planet. They're warning people against this. So that they pretend these they're college girls and they're in, they're in with it. But you, you don't know that you're, they're in with it because they're like, oh my God, I can't believe this bill. They're like, Here, here's $20. You know, they're taking out money. Right. And you know, we don't have this kind of money and there's guys, there's huge, you know, there's huge, uh, whatever you call them. Bouncers. Bouncers. They'll walk you Mob. to the ATM. Oh, I bet they will. And anyway, so we're like, what are you going to do? So anyway, we had to pay it. And so my buddy's like, I guarantee you they were in it. I go, I'm telling you, they're not in it. They're sweet girls and all this stuff. <laughs> so the next night we go back there and he camp he camps out. He makes us camp out for like an hour. Sure enough, we see them walking in with two other guys. <laughs> and my buddy starts yelling, Don't go in there, don't go in there. And it, it's just it's just a whole scam. And then then later I went and looked at the US um, you know, the US State Department. They have a warning for that. Yeah. There's a bunch of bars. This was a galaxy bar, so stay away from that dump. <laughs> How long ago was this? Seven years ago. Oh yeah, but I still remember the name because I got freaking scammed. I still remember uh, as soon as you started that story, I went. Wait a minute, I read about this. I did read about that in one of the books. And then when we were in Shanghai, all of a sudden you got Shanghai. Almost. <laughs> That's where it came from. These little girls came up and they're like, "Oh, do you want to see? Do you want to buy some Chinese art? We have come to our art studio." And then I read about that. Then I started reading the U.S. State Department's warnings on, on different destinations. I stopped recently. But I would read just to make sure I don't get scammed. I guess right. I should do that for Panama coming up. <laughs> I've gotten uh, – I have a pretty good stomach on everything. Okay. Uh, and I'll – like you said, I'll eat street food everywhere. Yep. You In all these places, you've never gotten food poisoning or anything Man, like that? Why are you trying to jinx me? Oh, I really? That. That's amazing. I mean, I'm, I I'm happy for you. I don't, I don't think so. That's great. I, I, you know, I got food poisoning at five, a five-star hotel in Los Angeles. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's like my only food poisoning. India, India took me down, man. Did it? Oh, yeah. No, I, you got to be careful with India, and I was very, yeah. I was very careful. But we, I was staying in five star resorts. First of all, even then they say don't eat the salads or yeah, anything like that. But we, when we went out to the jungles to the uh, tiger safari, I ate salad every meal. <laughs> Back, you know, out there it was fine. I mean, it was the best food I ever had. And you've been throughout Africa. I've only been to South Africa and North Africa. Yeah, it's North Africa. You know, like like Morocco. Uh, Morocco? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've only been to South Africa. So, so no Tanzania, no Kenya? No, no that's t- on my list. Me too. That's on my list. Me too. I got a bunch of buddies there right now, and, <laughs> and we've been there the last month or, or there right now, actually. So other than johnnyjet.com, yep. which we're plugging right now as we wrap that's this right, up. Go to johnnyjet.com. Johnnyjet.com. Follow and me on Twitter and Facebook, or actually uh, sign up to our newsletter, which is more important for you. What's the best way, because I'm a mile hound, what, what is the best way other than um, getting credit cards and stuff like that for people to get the miles? Well, you know, one travel writer just wrote a story this week that frequent flyer miles are a scam, and they cut up all your credit cards and all your um, mileage cards. And I, his, what was his theory Chris, on that? That's Chris Elliott. 
Do you know him? I don't know if you know him. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. He's I do, a popular I do. travel writer. Anyway, he's out of his mind. <laughs> That's right, Chris. I'm talking to you. <laughs> what was his? What was the basis of his? He, well, he had a. He did have a, a point because I know they're said, getting harder to use. He says you can't use them, and that people, you know, are paying more money to fly particular airlines and all this stuff. So my and I used to be like that with United. Actually, I would fly if I had to go L.A. Albuquerque. I would fly through Denver, just so I'd get miles instead instead of taking a nonstop on Southwest. Okay. So now what I do is I you know I stopped trying to pile up on United. I only fly United once in a while, although I am a freaking flyer on them. What I do is I look for the cheapest fare and I stick to the three alliances. So I have an air, I keep miles on an airline from each alliance. So there's three airline alliances. Star Delta, alliance. United and So I'm on Delta, United and American. Yeah, American for One World, Delta for Sky Team and United for Star Alliance. And so whenever I can fly 100 different airlines basically, and whenever I fly those other airlines who are partners, I put in that their partner airline. So I always get my United, Delta, or American. Delta, by the way, is the worst to use your miles. I mean, they charge you 40,000 miles for a, for a ticket that could be 12,000 for a one-way ticket. They don't allow one-ways. I find American and United are the easiest. I've actually booked United miles, mileage tickets in a cab on the way to the airport. <laughs> yeah. I called up and said, I'm going to the airport right now. Can, you know, and you can do it. A lot of times you can use miles last minute. And again, I'm a, you know, I was single for a long time, so booking a ticket for one person is a lot easier than booking it for a family of four. I have found that, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, my point is you should sign up to every single frequent flyer program. Even if you're only going to fly an airline once, let's say New York, L.A., it's 2,500 miles. Even if you're only going to do that once, you can still use that you know, for five different magazine subscriptions. It takes a minute to sign up. And then right before they expire, you get, an, you get a letter in the mail, and they say, hey, do you want to get these magazines? And you can get, you know, Sports Illustrated, Travel and Leisure, whatever, for 1,000 miles or 700 miles. It all depends on the magazine. I know a friend who uses them for gift cards that he uses on, uh, like, for Christmas and stuff like that for family and everything else. Yeah, I mean, and I, anytime a good mileage deal comes out on a credit card, you know, I, I just signed up this year for three different cards because I, you know, for, I have an American Express Platinum card because I get into all the clubs. It costs $450 a year. Mm-hmm. Or something, but I get into anytime I fly any Delta Airlines or any American, I can get into their club. Each one of those subscriptions or or membership into each club is four hundred dollars. So just having that, and plus That's having American deal. Express. And if you travel all the time, those clubs are uh, great. Plus American Express Platinum card, it gives you two hundred dollars per year towards um, meals on that on one airline or baggage fees, which I love. I mean, although I'm not use, I use it for meals. So I buy, I'm buying meals for people next to me. They think I'm a big spender. Really, I'm, you know, I, have, I have a big credit. What do you? What's the card you use overseas with no uh, overseas I, transaction? I use fee? either a Capital One card. Yeah, I just got one of those. Or the American Express Platinum card because it has okay. no no international transaction fees. Yeah, but I got a Venture big, card before. And that. one big thing for when you're traveling overseas, like let's say you go to Harrods, and they're and they try to they seem like they're going to do you a favor. They're like, oh, would you like to pay in pay in U.S. dollars? Instead of pounds, you're like, no, because they take a huge cut. And they always do that. But they always think, oh, would you like to pay in cash? Because right when they swipe your card, they know you're American. Oh, yeah. Restaurants and, do this, and, too. And they would like to pay, pay in U.S. dollars. Always say no. Pay in local currency because then you'll get a much better conversion rate because otherwise that restaurant or that store will take a cut. Travel tips from Johnny Jet, everyone. and uh, Or you could use his uh, time-honored tradition of uh, dating a flight attendant. That always... Don't tell my wife. <laughs> well, thanks, Johnny. I appreciate you doing this, man. Thanks for having me on. No, it was great to meet you. You too. All right, thanks. Thanks.